This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I, I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. It's time for the opening opening drive. Okay, so before we dig into the quarterback, wanted to know what you thought 24 hours later, what the tone was regarding the missed call. And I think that Ryan Dixon was the field judge. And it was obvious that Chase Claypool drew the pass interference penalty to everybody but him. And that's not a homer talking. I don't think that we are going to be ever accused of being those guys. But I do wonder... You know, how fine of a line is it for the Bears to acknowledge what was egregious in the miss without risking being fined and kind of a, you know, respecting uh, where you can't criticize officials in the NFL? Yeah, look, I, I think that there's a, a two-pronged part to this discussion. And the first thing is that, you know, in the Soldier Field press box, that play's coming right toward us, right? That's on our side of the field, on our side of the field, right? Both on the sideline and the, and the side of the 50 that you're on. And from up above, it was blatant. It was obvious that Keon Crossan had pulled Chase Claypool by the waist from behind well before the ball arrived. And so you say, that's a miss. That's a, it's a really bad miss. Then you watch it on video from every angle that's there. And you see that Ryan Dixon, the field judge, is staring at that play. And I can't fathom in my head how he doesn't see that. And if he doesn't see it, or if he does see it, how he doesn't throw a flag on that play. Obviously, we mentioned yesterday on the postgame podcast that Eddie Jackson was called for a pass interference penalty that was much less of, a, of an inf- interference infraction than that one was. And so there's a level of consistency missing there, David, that's 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 hard to believe. Matt Eberflus said again today, you know, look, it looked like pass interference. Everyone in the stadium, I think were his words, saw that it was pass interference. So naturally, the Bears are turning that play in, among others, to the league for feedback. I imagine the feedback they're going to get is, sorry, we screwed that one up and we're going to have to figure out how to rectify it. This goes back again, David, though. Remember, we had an experimental rule not long ago where pass interference calls were subject to replay review, right? And there was a reason for that, so that games wouldn't be decided because officials missed blatant infractions, right? It it impacted an NFC Championship game and and ultimately by extension, a Super Bowl. You see yesterday, it certainly prevented the Bears from uh, either tying the game with a field goal or or getting a go-ahead score there. And so you just say, do we need to go back and revisit that rule a little bit? Because it's the stakes are too big to just shrug off. Oh, well, it's human error and and a guy can get pulled down in the key moments and we'll just say he missed it. I'd like to see a happy medium. I'd like to see a compromise where if a coach has so many challenges throughout the course of a game, you pick the plays that you think are worthy of a challenge. So if you still have one left and it's, it's a pass interference judgment call because the disparity and the difference between the Eddie Jackson play and that one was just, was so, so different and so wide. And I mean, that that's why it stood out, I think. So why not, throw your red flag if you're able to and you have one left even though it's not under the category of reviewable plays why not make every play a reviewable play 
We should get Sean Payton on the, on the podcast to talk about this very subject, right? And see right. Uh, if, if Sean's willing to do this. Look, I, I mean, I, I, right. Like if, if you're able to limit it to a certain number of plays, so you're not just running 25 replay reviews every game and, and slowing a already slow game down, then I don't see an issue with it, particularly again, when it, when it's so blatant, right. And, and, and the rules for overturning a call are, is it clear and obvious? Well, this one was clear and obvious, right. To anyone who saw it. And so I uh, look, it's, it's just a, a frustrating moment. I know there are Bears fans that say it's the best possible thing that could have happened, right? Because the Bears, <laughs> the Bears lost, and now they get a better draft selection to play around with next spring. And so forget, yeah, right, yeah, you're forgetting the whole objective of uh, of the season for a lot of a lot of people in the audience. And so, so yeah, there are people that are going to say there was actually a silver lining, uh, and and that the field judge was actually a Bears fan helping them out. Okay, I want to get your quick opinion on this too. This other thing. So I'm looking at two games here. And special teams breakdowns contributed certainly to the loss against the Giants. We don't need to revisit the Velas Jones <laughs> muffs punt. Yesterday, Khalil Herbert tries to cut block Jalen Phillips, and he doesn't work, and he whiffs, blocks the punt. They return it for a touchdown. Frankly, the Bears' offense outscored the Dolphin offense, and the special teams' touchdown was, in fact, the difference. You could make that argument. Met- when you look at the metrics, Dan, and you, you can measure the Bears special teams are very, very good. And the kicking game is an asset. I'm pointing to two losses where you could point to one isolated play in each of those losses, which was a special teams breakdown. Do the Bears have a good special teams unit or one that's costing them victories? Well, look, I think they're developing. I think we knew that when this team was assembled, uh, certainly in the, the the spring and summer, and then when we saw the roster come together uh, late summer, or uh, as training camp came to a close and they put together their 53, you understood the youth on this roster and the youth on this roster requires you to play a lot of guys who are inexperienced and are going to have to learn on the fly and learn uh, with the baptism by fire approach, right? But there are some some errors here that are just they don't make sense. And then Khalil Herbert's missed block on Jalen Phillips was just, it was just a whiff. It was just a straight whiff. There's nothing to do with coaching there. There's nothing to do with anything, but just a, a lapse in the moment of a, a player who, who's a, a pretty good player for you in a lot of areas, just whiffing on a block that then gets Trent Gill, his first block punt in the NFL. And then the, 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 the Dolphins return it for a touchdown, which was pretty pivotal because it gave them some cushion to play with for a good chunk of the, the rest of the afternoon at that point. Uh, Look, I think there's some 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 younger players here that are are stepping forward, right? You got a guy like Josh Blackwell who comes in and has been really really nice addition to that. We know who DHC DeAndre Houston Carson has been on special teams through like five six coaching changes now. It's not that many, but he's been around forever and he's been that, that staple. And so you're just looking to find those guys that can be reliable in those moments. That was just a, a, a an inexcusable breakdown. And I'll be interested to hear Richard Hightower later in the week give us his diagnosis on on what happened there and and. It if there's anything coachable to that, or if it's just a straight up whiff that you just, you, you say, move on, it won't happen again. And last thing I want to get your opinion on. So was the equanimity of St. Brown fourth quarter drop as bad in retrospect as it looked the second time around? And what was the, is it just one of those things that you're going to have happen on a team <laughs> that has limited the depth at the receiving core? Because that was one of those plays that tends to get overlooked with the, everything else that had happened and the bad call and the breakout game and all those things. But you know what? He he had a bad drop at a key time. Well, this is one that from our press box angle and live action, it didn't look bad in the moment, right? You saw the pass come across and you're like, ah, man. I, it looks- I agree. At the time, 
time, it wasn't that bad. It, it looked, seemed- it almost looked contested, right? Yeah, and it was just like, yeah. oh, it got broken up. And then you go back and you see the replay and you go, whoa. I mean, that ball is, it's a dime. I mean, Justin Fields throws a fastball on the mark, on the move for a play that should have moved the chains on, on fourth and 10. And you have to be able to count on your receivers to catch the football there. I mean, that's a, that's a, a play that high school coaches would be angry at the receivers for not catching. And so Economia St. Brown is a guy that just hasn't had a lot of success in the league as a receiver. Is he good as a run blocker? Yes. Is he a good teammate? Yes. But you know, you're being paid to some extent to catch the football, particularly in big moments and help your quarterback. And he didn't do it there. And so, man, you, you just hope that over time, the bears figure out how to assemble a receiving core that, makes the layups, right? Just makes the layups, make the easy ones, right? And that may not have been a layup. That may have been a 12 foot jumper, but it's still a shot that he had to make in that moment. And uh, yeah, it's, it was worse uh, both on Sunday night and Monday morning, rewatching it and saying that's, that's, that's no good. Agreed.